Bartolomé de las Casas, Bartolomé de las Casas, a short account of the protest against Spanish conquest. Bartolomé de las Casas is recognized as the first offender of Native Americans. Okay, Bartolomé de las Casas was born in Spain in 1484. His father had come to uh, the New World in uh, 1493 on Columbus's second expedition. And uh, de las Casas followed him over in uh, 1502 when he was 18 years old. Um, his father was kind of a uh, entrepreneur, Spanish businessman looking to get rich, not really a soldier, uh, but a slaver if he had to be. And uh, when when the young de la Casas came came over, he was kind of the same same way. He was looking to get rich. He was a uh, a Spanish businessman, but he also turned and did a little slaving. And uh, the thing is. Uh, Deli this Deli the younger Delicasis had a uh, kind of an epiphany. Hoo-ha! Hoo-ha! In 1511, he was apparently in the congregation listening to uh, a friar, Antonio de Montesinos, who was really the first uh, Spanish priest to preach against how the Spanish were treating the Native Americans at the time, and uh, he uh, he uh, decide or uh, he kind of changes his ways, and this was in 1511, and he was he had already been set up in in the encomiendo system. He was one of the overseers. He had his own little group of. Uh, uh, Native American uh, serfs, basically. Later, he has this he has this moment, and eventually, to make a long story story short, three years later, in 1514, he uh, became a priest. Oh, well, definitely come to Jesus yeah, moment. really came to Jesus. Yeah, and literally. He basically dedicated his life to uh, the welfare of the indigenous people and mm -hmm. making sure they got a uh, not such a raw deal, didn't do anything he could. He uh, joined the Dominican Order in 1522, and like I said, he's, he was uh, part of the peace brokerage in Enrique's Rebellion. So this is the guy that you were saying that this is the guy that Enrique trusted to talk yeah. to. This is the only guy he would want to talk to. Right. In fifteen in fifteen nineteen, the uh, King of Spain, I'm sure who which one was the King of Spain in fifteen nineteen? With that Charles V? Uh, I think so. Yeah. He, Charles August Habsburg was a very important person in the Renaissance. He was Holy Roman Emperor, King of Spain, and Duke of Burgundy. His empire was one of the largest in Europe, beaten only by Napoleon. He uh, gave De La Casas the title of uh, Protector of the Indians. So insert Vigo at this point yeah. right here. I was thinking that might be a... All uh, three minutes of it? Yeah. Okay. So anyway... Please welcome Vigo Mortensen.
<laughs> nice to see you. How are you doing? Very good. Uh, I'm going to read it first in the old Spanish since we're in Los Angeles, which used to be part of the Spanish Empire. Doesn't matter the language, though. The voices of the people all still speak true, fortunately and unfortunately. Um, Descubriéndose las Indias en el año de 1492, a 49 años que fueron ahí a cantidad de españoles, en la primera tierra donde entraron para hecho de poblar fue la grande y felicísima isla española, que puede ser tierra poblada en el mundo. The Indies were discovered in the year 1492. 49 years have passed since the first settlers penetrated the land, the first being the large and most happy isle called Hispaniola, perhaps the most densely populated place in the world. There must be close to 200 leagues of land on this island, and all the land so far discovered is a beehive of people. It is as though God had crowded into these lands the great majority of mankind. And all of the infinite universe of humanity, these people are the most guileless, the most devoid of wickedness and duplicity, the most obedient and faithful to their native masters and to the Spanish Christians whom they serve. And because they are so weak and complacent, they are less able to endure heavy labor and soon die of no matter what malady. Yet into this sheepfold, into this land of meek outcasts, there came some Spaniards who immediately behaved like ravening wild beasts, wolves, tigers, or lions that had been starved for many days, killing, terrorizing, afflicting, torturing, and destroying the native peoples, doing all this with the strangest and most varied new methods of cruelty, never seen or heard of before and to such a degree that this island of Hispaniola, once so populous, having a population that I estimated to be more than three millions, has now a population of barely 200 persons. Their reason for killing and destroying such an infinite number of souls is that the Christians have an ultimate aim, which is to acquire gold and to swell themselves with riches in a very brief time and thus rise to a high estate disproportionate to their merits. It should be kept in it should be kept in mind that their insatiable greed and ambition, the greatest ever seen in the world, is the cause of their villainies. And also those lands are so rich and felicitous, the native people so meek and patient, so easy to subject, that our Spaniards have no more consideration for them than beasts. No, for thanks be to God, they have treated beasts with some respect, I should say instead like excrement on the public squares. The Indians began to seek ways to throw the Christians out of their lands. They took up arms, but their weapons were very weak and of little service in offense and still less in defense. The Christians, with their horses and swords and pikes, began to carry out massacres and strange cruelties against them. They attacked the towns and spared neither the children, nor the aged, nor pregnant women, nor, nor women in childbed not only stabbing them and dismembering them, but cutting them to pieces as if dealing with sheep in the slaughterhouse. They made some low, wide gallows on which they hang victims' feet almost touched the ground, stringing up their victims in lots of thirteen in memory of our Redeemer and his twelve apostles, then set burning wood at their feet and thus burned them alive. When tied to the stake, the cacique, or cacique. chieftain, Hatway, a very important noble was told by a Franciscan friar about the God of the Christians and of the Articles of Faith, and he was told what he could do in the brief time that remained to him in order to be saved and to go to heaven. The chieftain, who had never heard any of this before, and was told he would go to, inf to hell, where if he, did not uh, where if he did not adopt the Christian faith he would suffer eternal torment, asked the Franciscan friar if Christians all went to heaven. When told that they 
did, he said he would prefer to go to hell. Viggo Mortensen. So anyway, Delos, Delos Casas was the supporter of the Indians. And in fact, protector he wrote a protector, but, but he also wrote, tried to, to end or, or make it illegal for the Spanish to own or slave, um, enslave Indi- the native peoples. Because there was a guy that was protect that wanted to protect the Indians, and then there was another guy who was on the side of who thought they had it too easy, making money. Yeah, they had it too easy. It was inside of making money, and of course they picked that guy, the one that was in favor of making money. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, so, but De La Casas was the one guy that uh, Enrique Enrique would 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 talk to. Right. And he was going to try to help him broker a piece. Right. Now. The peace they brokered was basically the Spanish just left the uh, um, the his particular Taino people alone, and they lived in the mountains happily ever, ever after, after, except for dying of smallpox later. Which the Spanish inflicted upon them. Yeah. No. 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 Wait. Wait. Uh, let's just. But let's, he, but let's Enrique. Enrique was not defeated. Let's stop. Let's stop talking about the infliction of disease as though this was an intentional act. I mean, the Spanish gave the the native, the indigenous people smallpox. That's what they all say. But they didn't come over there like they had no freaking clue. They thought that they were that smallpox was caused by. I mean, there were any number of theories, but like smelly air or swamp gas or. I mean, and did, did the Spanish die of smallpox too? Of course. They all, everybody died, was dying of smallpox. Right, but the Spanish had, through, thousand, through a thousand years of being exposed to smallpox, had got some immunity. There's immunity. Instead of 90, 90%, maybe 40%. Okay. No, less than that, yeah, even. Less they, than they, that. They, had a less, they had a far less, you know, fatality rate. Yeah, than, but, they got, but, 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 you know, there, there, there's any, the estimates are anywhere between 1 and 8 million uh, Taino people on the island of Hispaniola. Before the Spanish arrived, and you know, right, but by, what, by the time right, by, by, by fifteen thirty, fifteen forty, there's, you know, they're exterminating. Okay, but if you're but if you're a godforsaken Indian and you get smallpox, what are your chances? One, one, nine, ten, ten. one in nine, one in ten. Yeah, like yeah. You you don't have you don't have a very well established immune system. You really can't fight it. You've never been exposed to it before. Uh, and it was just, it was a disaster, and it wasn't just smallpox. Okay. Pneumonia, it was, uh, uh, there were t- tetanus and typhus and They said the two, big, the two, the two biggies were uh, smallpox and measles. And syphilis. So, anyway, Greg, whatever happened to Bartolome? Uh, well, Fritz, I think I'll let Samantha Carino explain the rest of the story. Bartolomé spent the rest of his life in Spain when he never stopped writing letters to promote the liberty of the Amerindians. Today he is critiqued by some scholars for exaggerating the torture and magnitude of the deaths of the New World. Some call him an enemy of Spain for helping spread the black legend. Nevertheless, his incessant letters, pamphlets, and books prompted Emperor Charles V to create laws to protect the Indians. His society at Verapaz became proof that peaceful coexistence was possible. His fervent and eloquent battle against abuse inspired revolutions centuries after. Bartolomé fought for a people he was not a part of. He saw injustice in the world and fought for its demise. He was the first to debate universal human rights. 
from his change of heart in 1514 to the day of his death in 1566, never ceasing to fight against injustice. Bartolomé de las Casas took a stand. Thank you.